When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into another edition of the DNBR Rams podcast presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app, use the promo code DNBR when you sign up. All right, y'all, it is Thursday, December 29th, the morning. We got dumped with snow here in the metro area. CSU men's basketball got dumped on, though, by New Mexico down in Albuquerque. Rams fell 88 to 69 to the undefeated Lobos in their own building. And the, the first thing I have to say is just that the pit is back. Like it's back back. I was covering this game remotely, but it's been a while since we've seen that type of atmosphere down there. And it's great to see because it genuinely is one of the best college basketball atmospheres that there is. They have such a loyal fan base. They live and breathe for UNM hoops down there. And while it's not like the program has been a dumpster fire or anything like that, they've still had competitive runs in the last decade or so. It just hadn't been the same. It's obviously not a lot of fun to play in when you're the visitors, and this outcome sucks as far as CSU's perspective goes. But it's better for the Mountain West when New Mexico and San Diego State, when UNLV, when those programs are are rolling. Programs that have historically been really successful in this conference obviously garner a lot of national attention. And fair or not, I just think that they bring a little bit more respect and legitimacy to the league than when you know certain other programs are, are maybe doing well. Two good examples, probably Utah State and Nevada. Both have been pretty solid consistently now for the last five-ish years. Have made tournament runs or top 25 teams at various points. You know, the type of teams that nobody really wanted to play nationally But they didn't get the same type of hype. They weren't talked about with the same type of reverence as San Diego State, as UNM, as UNLV when they're rolling. And I think it's just human nature. We tend to gravitate towards the brands that we know. These are the established hoop brands in the Mountain West over the last, you know, 30 years. And because of that, they just get the benefit of the doubt more. I think we see it all the time in college football. Look at the Big 12. You have teams that are great year in, year out. TCU, Oklahoma State's been a a perennial top 25 team. Baylor's had a lot of success at various points. But the brand that everybody always comes back to is Texas. Is Texas back? Usually the answer is, is no as of right now, but they just, they have that brand. They have that cachet with college football fans. And New Mexico is, is similar on the hoop side. We just, we expect them to be a relevant program. And for the first time since like 2013, you know, 2012, it, it really felt like the, the UNM of old again. So I don't know. Again, as a CSU guy, never going to be the outcome you want. You know, I, I know I'm waxing poetically here about the, the program that just beat our team. But I really do think having UNM be a, a great team is good for the Mountain West. So I guess just from that sense, I was trying to, to look at the silver lining 
and just kind of view it through the lens of being able to appreciate what this college basketball program is historically and what it means to a, an Albuquerque community that I do like. CSU and New Mexico have long been tied together in the same conference. They've got great fans. It's a great community. And let's be real. I mean, they go through hell on the football side. Maybe they should just let their basketball team play football too. I, I really don't think it could get much worse. And they're certainly light years more athletic. Anyways, let's get into some takeaways. Real quick though, the fans, the tradition, the glory, there's nothing more thrilling than college football. It's bowl season, and the action is far from over. My go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. We had an insane Kansas-Arkansas matchup tonight. I unfortunately came out on the wrong end, but just as a college football aficionado, gotta love that. We've got some fun ones coming up, though. We've got Minnesota-Syracuse. I mean, Oklahoma-Florida State. Washington-Texas, I think, is going to be a lot of fun. And what's cool is right now, new customers can place just a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on a college football team to win and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlay. I've been able to hit a couple of these in the Mountain West slates. Was able to get Fresno State in the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. I took their point over, took the under in the game. I was able to get Air Force over Baylor as well. It's a lot of fun. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code DNVR. New customers can place a $5 pregame Moneyline bet on a college football team to win and get $150 if their team does. With that code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Cool, cool, cool. Let's just jump right on into it here. Starting with just some of the numbers, New Mexico shot 50% from the floor. CSU 48% from the floor, so not bad. The big disparity, though, was three-point shooting. The Lobos hit 15 of 25, 60%. They came in only averaging five a game. They hit 11 before halftime. And CSU just couldn't match the pace. The Rams only hit six of 21 threes, 29% in the game. They were basically playing uh, catch-up from the start. CSU did score the first five points, but after that, in a span of three and a half minutes, Lobos went on a 17-0 run, and they were pretty much in control from there. CSU did kind of punch back initially, got within seven, but that was the closest that they would ever be again. By halftime, UNM led by 25. 26, if you count the technical free throw that UNM made out of the break, Nico Medved got teed up after Isaiah Stevens got called for his second pretty debatable offensive foul of the first half. It was right before the buzzer, and then Medved kind of lost his mind, ended up getting a tee. I have no problem with it there. You know, I, you're, you're getting your butt kicked. You're trying to inspire the dudes. And on top of that, you're sticking up for your star point guard, which is exactly what you should do. It's not like the free throw is going to hurt you at that point. You're down 25, just getting worked. Not sure what Isaiah Stevens did to the official Larry Scarato, but he definitely got a tough whistle in this one, as he did in Indianapolis against Michigan for the NCAA tournament. My guy Steve Ivey, Swolecracker on Twitter, pointed that one out. I'm not trying to sit here and act like poor officiating is the reason that CSU got their butts kicked. Absolutely not. UNM clearly proved that they're a top 25 team. I mean, they ran CSU off the court, their tempo, their three-point shooting. It was really tough to match. But there's a weird vibe with Scarado and the way that he officiates Isaiah. 
it, it reminds me a lot of Tony Brothers and Nikola Jokic in the NBA. It just it feels personal at this point. And I don't really get that at all because Isaiah is about as mellow-mannered and as polite of an individual as I've ever covered. He's a dog on the court, don't get me wrong. I mean, a fierce competitor, as competitive as they come. I just mean he's not hes not a whiner. He's not out there constantly, you know, moaning to the refs about what calls he didn't get. I don't know. It just It's weird. It's a weird dynamic. I figured I'd mention it. Isaiah finished with 10 points, only 4 of 15 from the floor, definitely forced a couple of shots from deep late that I don't think he typically would have taken. Did pace the Rams with 7 assists, but he had an uncharacteristic 5 turnovers. He struggled with Jalen House guarding him. He he did a tremendous job. Uh, Jeff Grammer, who is one of the best beat writers in all college basketball, covers UNM for the Albuquerque Journal, had a, a note in his article about how Richard Pitino really talked up Isaiah Stevens going into the matchup. House took that personally. He won it. He won it on this night. And while there's no point guard that I would take in the country over Isaiah at this point, I also just have to admit that New Mexico with Jalen House and Jamal Mashburn, that's a nasty duo. That might be the best backcourt in the Mountain West right now. Those two combined for 45 points. Jalen House led the game 26 points, 10 of 14 from the floor. Five of six from three-point range. He's so explosive and he's so quick off the drive that if he's hitting five of six from deep, I have no idea what you're supposed to do with him. But I've just been really impressed with the leap that he's been able to take this year. He's always been a really talented player, a dynamic scorer. He has become a better all-around basketball player, particularly on the defensive end, because he he really shut down Isaiah for the vast majority of this game. Uh, Mashburn had a really nice game as well, 19 points, 7 to 15 from the floor. They've got some guys that can give you buckets. I mean, we always knew that they were talented guards, but Richard Pitino has just done a really nice job of rebuilding this team and getting a lot more athletic, getting a lot more size in the post. That's why they typically kind of make a living in the paint and in the mid-range game. House can get to the rim at any point. He can dump it off to those guys in the post. It's just a really effective way to play offense. And when you also add in the three-point shooting that UNM had in this one, look out. I mean, this was UNM's best performance of the season. If they play like they did against CSU, I mean, they can beat anyone. I still tend to lean San Diego State as the favorite in this conference just due to the experience that they have and the size and strength. I think they can kind of bully teams in a way that really nobody else can all over the floor. Love Matt Bradley. But New Mexico can just kind of turn it into a track meet at times. They had uh, 28 fast break points compared to only six from CSU. I mean, you're knocking down threes. You're running all up and down the court. Kind of reminds me of some of those George Carl Nuggets years. It just... I don't know how you can keep up a team with a team like UNM when they're that hot, especially in their home building, in that atmosphere. It was pretty much a perfect storm, and this one got away from the Rams in a hurry. They just didn't have the depth necessary to compete in this type of matchup for 40 minutes. It's unfortunate. I feel like the lack of depth was a big factor in the USC loss as well. I mean, you have Josiah Strong, you have J- Jalen Lake, Tavy Jackson. Who knows how that one ends up? I don't know if those three make the difference in this one, just with the way that it played out. This was a good old-fashioned butt whooping, but it certainly played a big factor. 
As far as some positives go, I do feel like CSU did a pretty good job of establishing their presence in the paint. They had 36 points in the paint. That was good for plus 12 in the final stat book. Part of that was New Mexico didn't have to. They just made so many of their shots from deep, but still want to give credit where credit is due. Patrick Cartier, he was awesome. 16 points, 7 of 8 from the floor. Really, really effective in the post. I mean, he is as polished of a, a scorer in the paint as CSU has had in a while. Don't get me wrong, David Roddy, he was a beast down there, but he could kind of just use his his strength and athleticism. Cartier, it's a little bit more about the the cell and just kind of the the finesse, I guess, with the way that he does everything. Consistently able to finish over and around bigger, taller guys. His touch and his skill are, are really impressive. I mean, it reminds me of a quicker, um, more athletic J.J. Avila. Along with Cartier, also got 16 points from John Tanjay, senior from Omaha, hit five of eight. Overall, did hit three of his five threes. Had an air ball that he unfortunately had to listen to the home crowd for the next like 10 minutes. That's how it goes. I, I felt like it was a good game from him overall, though. He was aggressive. He was assertive, even after getting called for a couple of tough fouls early on. Isaiah Rivera had 12 points, six rebounds, which led the team. Also had four assists. Quietly, a really nice game in 30 minutes on the floor. 31 minutes, excuse me. But it's just going to be really tough to win when Isaiah struggles as much offensively as he did in this one, especially when the other team is is red hot. I mean, again, it was it was a perfect storm. Everything that could have gone wrong for CSU did. Everything that could have gone well for UNM did. That said, while this was not Isaiah's best performance, you know, neither was CU. He's had a couple of rough ones here. I think everybody also has to just factor in that he looks like a guy coming back from injury. I mean, he he was able to come back so much sooner than any of us anticipated. His first performance was so solid. I think it probably gave an unrealistic expectation of what was going to come. But he's going to be a completely different player come March. I mean, right now, the talent, it's still evident, the skill, all of that. I mean, we see it in large spurts. The consistency just hasn't been there like we're so used to seeing from him. And that makes sense. I mean, it's it's not easy to come back from a foot injury, particularly, you know, when you're the point guard running the show, you need to be explosive, get to the hoop. Everything's just a, a little bit off, you know, the shot, the handle, that all comes with, you know, live reps on the floor. So I'm not worried about him. I don't think you should be either. Again, I fully expect him come March to be the Isaiah Stevens that we're all used to seeing. And while I don't think CSU is going to be a team that factors into, you know, the top two, three in the Mountain West, it just looks too deep this year. I do think that this is a Rams team that nobody is going to want to draw in the Mountain West tournament, particularly as some of these other guys get more experience, you know, as Cartier gets more comfortable defensively. Kyle Evans has gotten a lot of run of late, and that's great for him and his development. But the reality is, is it's going to be really challenging to come anywhere close to what this group's ceiling is until they get an opportunity to be healthy and have some continuity out on that floor. I mean, when you're missing three key members of the rotation, that's going to be tough. All those guys are going to play 25-plus minutes a night normally. Hopefully they can get some of these guys back out on the floor. was hoping they'd at least have Jalen Lake back tonight. Or it's going to be tough. I mean, even San Jose State beat UNLV last night. They were up big at halftime. We're able to hold on. San Jose State has a winning record in the Mountain West for the first time 
ever. They're a 10-win team already under 10 miles. And that's one of the things that I focused on in my post-game article last night is just that the road does not get any easier from here. We knew it was going to be a challenging non-conference slate. I think the Mountain West slate is going to be as hard, if not harder, because the conference is just deeper than we expected it to be. I mean, you've seen some teams make big leaps in New Mexico. UNLV has been pretty good. I mean, when one of the teams at the bottom of your league is Wyoming with EK and Maldonado, that's a, that's a pretty good indication of how deep your conference is. I've said a couple of times now that I still fully expect this Rams team to be fun. I think they'll beat some good teams. I think there'll be some more frustrating nights. I mean, it's kind of a kind of a transition year in some senses. But I think the the hope has got to be as dangerous or to be as dangerous as you can by March, you know, be a team that can potentially make a run in the Mountain West tournament. There's enough skill and talent and athleticism on this roster to be a group that does it. But they've got to get healthy. They've got to get their guys back on the floor. And they've got to become more consistent defensively. They flashed on that side. It just hasn't been a thing that's kind of translated from game to game yet. All right, I am going to move on. I'm going to talk about some of the criticism I've seen of Nico Medved online and the staff. I'm going to try and just put everything into perspective. Again, being critical of losses is fine, but acting like this program uh, is underachieving or would be better off without this staff or something, that's insane to me. Real quick, though, I want to acknowledge our partners over at Breckenridge Brewery. They have a beer for any occasion, and there's really no better way than watching a game than having an ice-cold Breck brew on deck. They've been doing it for 32 years, and it all comes down to their love and passion for making good beer. It's made with 100% renewable energy. You've got to love that. And what's awesome is they, they have just so many different favorites. I mean, Christmas season is over, but I personally love Christmas ale. Still works for New Year's. They've got the Mile High City Golden Ale, which is perfect for a Nuggets game. Avalanche Amber Ale, perfect for watching, I don't know, the Avs. Broncos Country Pale Ale, you name it. Fun Slinger, their their collab with Never Summer is really crushable. Had a couple of those around Christmas. Whatever your preference, check out the Breck Beer Locator at breckbrew.com. Find a Breck Brew near you. I also want to shout out the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? 50-yard line, courtside, maybe behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. It's possible with the GameTime app, the biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you never thought you could buy. You're not going to find a better deal this season on Rams tickets than you will with GameTime. Game time was created by the fans for the fans, and they guarantee the lowest price. If you love DNVR, you're going to love game time, and the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in this podcast description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. All right, what I want to wrap up with here is just a little bit of perspective because I engaged with a couple of folks online uh, regarding some hot takes on Nico Medved and this program and, you know, whether it's, you know, achieving everything that it should, you know, whether he is the right guy, all that stuff. First of all, it's crazy to me that anybody would think that Nico Medved is not the right guy for this program. I mean, just look at the last two seasons alone. 
didn't win the Mountain West, but in each year they tied for the most Mountain West wins in any respective season in program history, earned the highest NCAA tournament seed in program history, countless big-time wins over the last couple of years. The, the resume speaks for itself at this point. And I just think it's crazy that people would question whether Medved is the right guy for this program. And frankly, I don't really understand where some of this unearned entitlement has come from. This is not a program historically that is nationally revered for basketball. It just isn't. Like, there was one run in the late 80s, you had a run with Tim Miles, and then you have the Medved era. That's it. So, I mean, the the fact that you can even be disappointed this season after how good CSU has been the last couple of years, that this feels like a letdown, that's a testament to what Medved has been able to come in here and accomplish. Have there been some challenging games this season that were definitely disappointing? Yeah, CU, they got their ass kicked. They got their ass kicked by New Mexico as well. Granted, they were essentially in a heavyweight fight with one arm tied behind their back, but I'm not saying you can't be critical of of performances, of bad games, or anything like that, but just keep everything in perspective. And remember that loyalty is a two-way street. The best fans in, in college basketball, the most knowledgeable fan bases, they don't run their great coaches out of town with one tough year. And I just think it's crazy how quickly a gr- the same group of fans can go from being like, oh man, I, I hope he doesn't leave us for a bigger school. Please, please stay to, man, is this guy good enough? Loyalty is a two-way street, man. That's all I'm going to say. And the grass is not greener. So I'm not going to go on and on about this because it's a it's a really small portion online. We're all entitled to our opinions, but just because I engaged with it on Twitter, I figured I'd elaborate more and try and go a little bit more in-depth on the pod here. A lot can get lost in translation online. And again, I'm not trying to tell people they shouldn't be upset about the outcome, about bad performances or anything like that. But just keep the context in perspective. That's all I ask of anyone. I promise you there is nobody you would want leading this program more than Nico Medved and Ali Farouk Vanesh and this staff. All right, that's all I've got for today. Got to go finish shoveling this snowstorm that we got. Wet and heavy. I mean, it's like a March snowstorm in January. Absolutely not about it at all. Hope all of you are staying warm out there. I hope to God that you are home if you were impacted by any of this nightmare travel stuff. I've genuinely never seen anything like this. But um, yeah, just crazy. My thoughts and prayers are with everyone impacted, and including the people on the front lines who are probably equally, if not even more miserable than the passengers. All right, that's all I've got for this one. Shout out to the homies over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Use that code DNVR when you sign up. Shout out to Breckenridge Brewery, to Game Time, to all of Ram Nation. Much love, y'all. Peace.